2: And the human leader of the Android Underground,
3: Matt Lee.
4: Dun, 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 dun. What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, February 26, 2013. This is episode 72 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evenings, right here, live, attackoftheandroids.com. That's our site. Check it out. Um, Matt Lee joining me tonight. We got. You guys have to go to the site and watch the video of this because you need to see <laughs> Eric. Fink and Beater, what's up, Eric?
1: Uh... (laughs) And he gets silent.
4: I know. It's a serious face.
1: (laughs) He looks totally worried.
4: So. I am worried. Hi, Eric. All right. We got Seth. What's up, Seth? Here. All right. Good to be
3: here. We
4: got Shane. What's up, Shane?
0: Hey, guys. Not too much. Just uh, finally glad to not be shoveling snow anymore.
4: You guys got way more snow than we did. That's awesome. I'm glad. I haven't shoveled all snow in, at all this year. All in three days, yeah. Right. And the famous smartphone photographer himself,
1: Ant Pruitt. <laughs> famous.
4: What's up, Ant?
1: I can't call it. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, man.
4: <laughs> all right. So uh, we missed last week. Got a ton of cool Android news. Um, uh, I don't know if there's any, anything else out of Mobile World Congress we really wanted to mention. Maybe something brief on the... The Firefox OS, uh, if you want to, we want to start there. Uh, the HTC One, that kind of looks interesting. The Verge had a hands-on with photos. What do you guys think of this one? HTC makes some nice hardware. This looks pretty. I
3: think the HTC One, I don't know, was. Eric, I'm not sure if Eric can say something, but I think the HTC One looks pretty sweet, design-wise.
4: A little different. I mean, not really, just...
3: It, it's it's well, uh, so We've moved from plastic to
1: aluminum, which is cool. Now, that I'm assuming, since it's aluminum, is still fairly light, right?
3: Yeah, I hear so. And I also like a couple of things. I like that it's got front facing speakers on it. People have said this is like the best sounding phone. Uh, I mean, I find myself watching video on my phone, and then, you know, this is sort of the famous like cup your hand around the back. And the GS3, sometimes it was like anywhere noisy, if I'm anywhere noisy at all. Trying to like get the music to, or trying to get the you know audio to like so I can hear it. If I don't have headphones with me, so I think that'd be pretty sweet to have these front-facing speakers.
4: I was watching Shark, Shark Tank. What, Eric? Go ahead, Eric.
2: Do you find that you're listening to stuff on your phone um, without headphones or with headphones? Because it seems like when I'm dealing with tablets, it's more likely that I, you know, that I that front-facing speakers would make sense.
3: What he asked was, when you're... (laughs) No, I heard heard it. I heard it. I find myself listening to both. I guess I have my phone with me sometimes, and I just don't feel like putting headphones in. I don't have them with me. And I think I would enjoy having fun speaking speakers.
4: I was watching Shark Tank, and one of the uh, pitches was this guy that made an attachment for your iPhone, or I guess you could make it for any smartphone. But it basically, like cupped the speakers like you would where you were like you were saying with your hand but it was this plastic thing and it like it made a huge difference I mean he like tested it so he got the perfect angle of of sound reflection and it it like it it really sounded nice but putting them on the front I mean the Nexus 10 has them on the front compared to the the prime I have that has it on the back and it's it's much better sounding having it on the front.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with uh, – um, not Eric, I'm with Seth. I'd much rather have the sound that's able to be right there on the front like the Nexus 10 because I end up having to sit it like in a corner to, to reflect the sound or sit it in a bowl or something like that, whether it's my Galaxy Nexus or the Nexus 7.
4: So when they're saying it's it's got a curved back, they're saying the screen is – they say here uh, what the – the best
3: it's a, it's a 1080p screen it's one, supposed to be, yeah it's like the best screen i've ever anyone's ever seen
4: yeah so that's cool the
3: original you know the nexus one had a 720p screen that was lcd2 or whatever it's like the best screen ever now this is a 1080p one right version it's of the exact same screen so four, everyone this is basically supposed to be the best screen like out there
4: 468 ppi they say it's one of the most pixel dense displays they've ever seen
3: yeah, I mean, it's it's just a pretty sweet phone. I mean, it's got all the right specs. Although, now, here's just something interesting. So let's talk, let's say in general, I think this is a pretty amazing phone. I'm really excited for it. Uh, a couple of interesting things is that it's got a 4-megapixel camera on it, um, which is going, you know, obviously, you know, HTC is trying to sell this as, you know, light-gathering camera so that, it has bigger pixels, so then there's more, you know, pic- there's more sensor space to gather, you know, photons or whatever. And so they have gone from, um, so they take, so now they're gathering light up with. Uh, it's called ultra pixel? Yeah, that's just a marketing term. Well, right, but that's that's what they're calling. Uh, they're just because they don't want to actually call, it a, you know, they don't actually want to name the megapixels that they're doing. So they just came up with this ultra, you know, pixel to make it. Because it's weird.
4: four. If you compare. Yeah, because it's spec four, and they said
3: four, that sounds really bad. Well, right. So make it ultra pixel. But you know, apparently, you know, they say the sensor size is the same. They just purposely chose to keep file size down, so that now the processor has more, mem- has more like capacity to do other things with the photos rather than just like process it. So. What's well, uh, cool that's and most, most and the people... other thing is low light capability. They say they'd rather have you take a better picture of lower megapixel rather than having this you know eight twelve megapixel pictures that look bad and so no one ever looks at them. Well,
4: yeah, and a lot of the times when people are uploading pictures, they're not uploading original size. I mean, unless you're specifically doing yeah. it for a smartphone photographer community or something, you're they're optimizing anyway. So the quick, so, the smaller the size, the quicker the upload yeah, becomes.
3: So it seems like this is a, probably a good move, but we're gonna you know to sacrifice the megapixel count, which is nice if you want to zoom ever. You know, what I mean, if you if you want right. to crop or do some you know zooming, like the megapixels are nice. Um, it, I feel like it has to come out with significantly better performance than an 8-megapixel camera in order to justify the loss of the megapixels. You know, So, I, I mean, I think it, if HTC is able to pull off a camera that does have significantly better low-light performance, has less noise, that is able to do... You know, well, I, I think then it would be worth it. The other thing they're doing is they're trying to sell it with this thing called Zoes, which are like um, Vines. Have you guys heard of Vines? Right. right, They're now like they're not for Android yet, but it's like these whatever five second clips. They, they're almost like tweets now, but they're like vines. Yep. And um, and HEC has the same sort of deal, but it's interesting because since they save processing power on these small megapixel camera, you can now take a picture and it actually is taking a video. So it's taking like a five second video, and then you can pull out the best shot that you want from that five second video and it's full frame like full resolution pictures so you know let's say you have your friends in a group together you hit, you know you press the button you say smile and then instead of being like okay you know one shot is taking a five second video you know obviously that won't work if you're flashing you know you know because that will just be a one second flash but if or were once you know one snapshot flash but if you're outside then you can pick the best you know who's smiling the best in the best moments
1: so basically, it keeps you from hitting the shutter five times,
3: right? And then the other thing it's like it multi-burst. Does is multi <laughs> burst. It actually is always recording, like it's always on. So it actually starts recording a half a second before you press the button, and keeps that half second. Hold too. on, hold on.
4: How does it know when you're going to press the button? It's
3: always recording continuously, and so oh, it's and just then continuously it just keeps... losing the buffer. Right, okay, and then the I buffer see. just continuously emptying, and so um, wow. It's, uh, it's got some interesting features. And then the other thing about these Zoeys is, so now you've got these, like, five-second clips, and it has some sort of automatic... I don't quite understand this, because I, I haven't had I don't anything like that, but then it takes, like, your five-second clips and composes, like, a one-minute video with, like, music and zoom-ins and outs and the introduction inclusion. So then the thought is, like, at the end of the day, right, you have 20 pictures, and they're actually 25-second videos, and so then you sort of... Share you upload your Zoe to the Facebook or whatever, and it's like a you know really quickly moving, fast frame video with from all the different sort of pictures you took of the day. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a new way of sharing rather than a slideshow, it's like an it's like an interactive live slideshow is sort of what the thought is. Um, it's their answer. It could suck. I don't know.
4: <laughs> it's their answer to Photosphere. So as a uh, Well it's their answer to Vine, I guess. Well, right, right. And Photosphere. So, as a smartphone photographer, is this exciting to you? Does this make you want this phone?
1: It doesn't make me want the phone, but it is a pretty good spec to have, though. If it's going to make the sensor better and handle the light processing better, that's just going to make your pictures better. Now, granted, consumers are probably going to be like, well, this one's only 4 megapixels. This one has 8 megapixels. That's what I want. The consumer's not going to understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why it's good that they're saying that the what do you call it ultra pixels? Ultra pixels. Yeah, yeah, it's right? pixel. Pixel, yeah. So a good way to are marketing it, marketing it that way. Right.
4: So Shane, uh, last time we did an episode, we were kind of talking about the PPI and how once you get above a certain threshold, you can't the human eye can't really tell the difference, but you are burning more battery cycles. This one boasts having you know, the most so far. Do you think that's a dumb thing for them to do and to sacrifice battery life?
0: Well, you know, the, the Droid Razor Max line proved that you could fit in enough battery to get through the day with a pretty good screen and LTE. Um, and it's a 4 point, what is it, 4.7 inch device? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I got to think the electronics in there, don't take up all that space. So there's hopefully going to be a very big battery. Um, and so I, I, I hope it works out because, I, I, I mean, 1080p is great. That size is great. LTE is great. And a 4.7 inches is, you think, a big enough housing to hold a big enough battery to make it you
3: workable. Know, you know, Matt, I was wondering, and the same thing was Shane was saying, about whether you'll be able to tell a difference between these 1080ps. And it seems like people can. Like, it seemed like we couldn't see this between a 720p and a 1080p screen, but it seems like reviewers are noticing that these are sharper. Are they phones.
4: really, though, or are they just saying like that to be I don't pretentious? Know.
0: They'll, be, they'll be sharper. When people have trouble with TVs. It's because you're always far away from the TV, mm-hmm. and most people have crappy vision or not great vision. And so in the normal distance, a good TV is away. you can't tell the difference between 720 and 1080p that well. On a phone, it's going to be obvious. I mean, I can see the pixels on my, whatever my Galaxy Nexus is, um, you know, yeah. if, if you're close enough. On a 1080p, it will look, it will look like uh, paper. I mean, you won't right. even be able, it look like a magazine. I mean, it'll be so, cool.
3: so it seems like people are liking the 1080p right now. Um.
4: Nice. So, hey, hold I'm on. I'm really
3: excited, and I love that it's in a 4.7 inch factor. I, I'm so happy it's not a five or 5.1 5. inch or you know, what I mean, some giant phone. I'm glad 4.7 is they're sticking there.
4: Hey, Eric, are you are you back with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, is that better?
2: I, I hope so.
4: Kind of. Okay, sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Hey, a thoughts on this before we move on?
2: Well,
3: there's one more thing I want to talk about, but oh, Eric, you go ahead. There's please. one more fact. There's one more feature I want to talk about.
2: Go ahead. I'm. I just want to hear what Seth has to say.
3: Oh, I was going to say that it also has this thing called blink feed, which is, you know, this is now has Sense 5.0, which is they say they've totally read. They say this every single time. We've touched every corner of Sense or whatever, but no one ever likes it, no matter what they do to it. So you always wonder why they keep doing it. But uh, they got rid of that stupid clock thing, and they, um, but what they've done to try to, like, I don't know. I mean, why? I still don't understand. I had the same thing when Samsung did this with their. Why do manufacturers feel the need to, like, add something that no one cares about? So now they've added their home screen, right? So their home screen, for when they get to the Android home screen, you press the home button, is basically a flipboard type app. It's not an app. That's not right because you can't get rid of it. It's a flipboard type home screen where it brings in your, like, Facebook feeds, your Twitter feeds, your oh, RSS no. feeds. And it's continually updating, and that's your home screen. And then to get off that, you have to swipe to the side to get your actual, like, regular Android home screen. And so um, when you press the home button, it takes you to this, it's called, like I said, Blink Feed. It's like Flipboard with all of your, you know, stuff. And you're like, who wants that? No one wants that. Or if you want it, make it an app that I can get rid of, bring it on if I love it. You know, don't make it my stinking home screen.
0: Make it a Um, widget.
3: Yeah, make it a widget. Now apparently you can make it, you can set it in your settings so that it's actually not your home screen, but it's still, you know, your home home screen. But it still is like one of your home screens. When you flip through, you're only, you're always gonna see that stupid <laughs> Blink Flip Blink Fleet home screen, and you can't get rid of it. It's just is there. Is this you blur can't
1: on steroids? steroids? I don't know what it is. It's, it's sense on
3: steroids. <laughs> so you're like, come on, guys. I just feel like it's, you know. I feel like it's like it's like a slap in the face of Android users. You should not have an Android phone in 2013 that has a forced home screen. The, the HTC should know better than that crap. No one wants that, anyways. That sounds uh, the
4: way they did. It sounds like it'll be an interesting puzzle for XDA to figure out how to undo. Yeah,
3: yeah and you know this is going to be locked down, and it's going to be anyways. They're going to try to. It's just it's just really really annoying. I mean, you can put a launcher on it, but whatever. Anyways, Didn't some of
0: the other reviews? I just to that. That once you get into the normal Android, it looks a lot more stock than normal.
3: It does, yeah. It looks a lot more stock than normal, but the but it's it's still they still have a ton of stupid animations and all this other junk, and it still has that and the, and like and so get this, the when you press in, when you go into your app drawer, it is it, like when you go in there the stock is like three apps wide. It's like three by four is the grid.
4: So this thing's got a Snapdragon <laughs> what? 600 quad core
3: in it. Are you kidding? Yeah.
4: Maybe they're using, they, they need something to take up all of that excess processor power. Oh, right, So exactly. they figure
3: well, People do say it flies. They we'll say it power really
4: animations fast. and whatnot with it. That's cool.
3: Know. It's just really upsetting. I mean, like, I, I think the hardware's amazing. I think they've done some really interesting work. And then they had some idiots come along and design the software. And you're like, come on, guys. You're not better than Google. You know, like, I mean, I keep, I said this to Samsung too. It's like, you don't have Matias Duarte designing your stuff. You have some idiot designer who doesn't know, you know, his foot from his whatever. And, and, and you're messing things up.
0: Stop. No, you said, you said this to Samsung. Did they listen? <laughs> no, no. What was
3: their rebuttal? <laughs> okay. I said this on the podcast about my Galaxy S3. And as we know,
4: Samsung is a fan of our podcast. Yeah, right. Which exactly. is why they so, give I mean, us new devices to test all the time. Yeah. So <laughs>
3: anyways, it's just I mean, I love the hardware. I think it looks like a great phone. It'll be I a good phone to root things. and ROM,
4: right? Oh, and yeah. Okay, the hardware is okay, gorgeous. This.
3: And get this too. Here's the other thing, Matt. Get this. So it has it doesn't have three buttons, it has two buttons. Hmm. It's got a um I think a back one and a home key.
1: And yeah, then a it's HT, a and then
3: an HTC logo in the middle, uh, with no yeah. with no More multitasking branded. button or anything. You so you can't it,
2: press the HTC logo. No, it doesn't logo? do anything.
3: It's just an HTC logo, so it's like no. I th- I, you it know, you I do I a random th-
2: animation every time you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a back and a, a home, got a got and a got
3: home button, and then there's this giant HTC logo in the middle.
4: It's a good use of uh, screen real I estate. Know. And that's it's
3: just like a big slap into the face of consumers. That's taking yeah. it
4: back to the HTC 6900, and there was a Verizon logo in the middle, and if you touched it and dragged up, it would bring up this terribly slow, laggy cube thing that you could kind of swipe to rotate and different things. It was so terrible. Give me a multitasking button.
3: You know what I mean? Or yeah, me in Jelly Bean
4: four two two, that multitasking button has gotten really good. I I Maybe use right. it actually more than
3: I've ever. I used. just think I think that I mean ICC has not let your has not yet learned. I can you know, I can see why HTC is going out of business.
4: But are these physical? Sure. Are they like on the Galaxy Nexus, where they're, no, they're light buttons, buttons or they're, no, they're actual? So you can't remap buttons. and add no. one or anything. Physical buttons.
3: Well, that's well, lame. Well, physical buttons with a giant HTC logo where like another button should be.
0: Well, the logo's fine. You feel branded, but the I don't. am actually. Logo up at the top. I like uh, not I'm having overheard.
4: anything on the front. Like this is nice. It's clean. There's yeah, no, no distraction.
0: But you just want people to know who the phone is. Uh, I'm I'm over though hardware buttons. Like no, I was just... a little I was a little apprehensive about going to software buttons. I for the was phone. too. And now it makes perfect sense. I agree, yeah, I but leave. if you're gonna
3: have them, at least have the three, so you don't need the software buttons then too, right? Because now you need to have a a multitasking button somewhere. Oh, I think you hold, you hold down the home button. For like where you double click it or something like
0: that.
1: That's Is old that school, the right? <laughs> well, so
0: so... Because I heard the Apple uh, acolytes were like, "Where did they get that idea from?" Oh, <laughs> oh, I guess man. that's how the iPhone does. Well, it. has do it, Google like that. HTC hasn't
4: sure that... HTC hasn't gotten sued yet, have they? By Apple, so maybe it's their turn. I don't think so. <laughs> it's time. Now, it's the G One. I
0: think did that before <laughs> Apple even had multitasking.
3: Well, that's how you do it on the GS Three. You hold down the home button to get to multitasking too.
4: Yeah. The- so this thing's coming out no, in March, in- but only on Sprint, AT&T, T-Mobile, no Verizon. So. Yeah,
0: it's not, and that's another dumb thing. Huh. Yeah, you hold to get to the multitasking on ps so. You can see why Google did put LTE on the Nexus 4 if they had to deal with Verizon. Yeah, what is Verizon thinking? Anyways, they're thinking they're the number one uh, phone company, and they're too big they for their problems. britches.
1: Yeah, as we say here in the need south,
4: need to knock cool. them down a peg
0: yeah well all all phone companies suck right I mean the way I kind of like timo they're going away
3: from contract- they're going away from subsidies they're i don't know I mean like they may, well, their network might suck, but I like some of their business practices
0: yeah, I mean those are recent changes, but in general they all yeah. every you know they, you get locked in for contracts, they subsidize the phone it's you have to they have to approve the phone to put it on their device in general, yeah. especially Verizon,
3: yeah. Um, well, yeah, they have to with the CDMA network. I mean, they have strict controls
0: over that. So Yeah, well, LTE too. So I right, I hope T-Mobile right. and ATT are good about that in the future. Right.
4: So anything else on the the one? No, no,
0: I'm done. I'm done with the one. All right, with let's talk
4: about uh the coming up Mobile World Congress. The Note 8 was announced, a 1.6 GHz quad-core with 2 gigs of RAM, a big giant Touch whiz Note 8. Does that Does that sound cool for anyone? I messed with my friend's Note 2 the other day, and I actually kind of like it. It's, I don't know, it, it would make you not have to carry around a phone and a tablet, I think, if you had it. But well, I, I think it makes sense if
2: you pair it with a Bluetooth headset. Do not put this giant 8-inch piece of junk aside, like right upside your face. Well, of course not. But I, the idea ridiculous. I think is great, because I like the 7-inch uh, you know, tablet, and I love the, uh, the Galaxy Note, the original one.
4: Like if you're seven, if your Nexus Seven could make phone calls or
1: something, you'd be set and send texts. I don't know
2: that I'd be set, but I like the idea. Yeah, it that's not my aside. thing.
1: I mean, I've I've said for the longest that even with my Galaxy Nexus, even with my Droid X, I barely put that phone to my face. I always had the corded uh, earbuds. I never really liked Bluetooth. I know that Bluetooth is probably better now today, but I'll stick with the corded quality and. If you're going to give me a Galaxy Note, I'd love it. So
4: I don't, was the Note 2 not big enough or are they trying? I mean, everyone makes the joke that they're trying to make an every, every size. Like what, what are they thinking?
1: There's a certain, there's a certain niche for people that's wanting that, that tablet experience on the go, but they, those are the same people that probably hardly ever use their cell phones. They usually text you know, right. So why are they don't put their phone up to their face either.
4: Honestly you know? though, is it it seems easier to text on a phone than a tablet. I don't know. Like typing on a tablet even with SwiftKey with the split, like Yeah. I find myself wanting to swipe on the tablet and then just type regular on the phone. But the thing is, mode? you're
1: on a 10-inch tablet though.
4: No, I don't like using it in portrait mode that way. I need to hold it this way like a keyboard.
0: Uh, the Nexus 7 in portrait mode is easier to type than Well, yeah, that's probably I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I use Google Voice for mine all the time. Um yeah. my my phone it sits one side of the room, the tablet sits on another side of the room, and wherever I am if something comes in as an email or a text, I'm straight. <laughs> you know, and then if someone wants to call, it'd be nice to be able to answer from the the, the tablet instead of having to get up and go and find the phone, you know? make future, I think
0: is, we'll all have Google Glass on, and we'll just access our phone network that way.
1: That yeah, way. after somebody else pays the fifteen hundred dollars for it,
0: they will. They'll be, They'll come down. They'll subsidize it. it. <laughs> what
1: Eric? Who I think that this
2: is targeting is, um, you know, they the Note is really great. You know, surprise, surprise, for note taking. I mean, that stylus is really good. So if I'm if I'm traveling a lot, if I'm like a business person, and I have my Galaxy Note, but I also I like a bigger form factor like a Nexus 7, The this Galaxy Note might sort of scratch both itches because I can have that tablet, and then if I need to make a phone call, I can do it straight from that one device.
4: Do you think they're filling that medical gap also, that those devices would be better than any Windows tablets? Because I see a lot of, in doctor's offices I deliver to, I see a lot of old-school touchscreen laptops running Windows <laughs> seven Mm -hmm. hopefully uh and it's just not good you know like you you would may and maybe what they're interfacing with wouldn't be android you know able to run that way but i don't know it seems like there's a huge niche there that that would be perfect i think if
2: joey were here he could probably speak better to it but my brother works at healthcare it as well and the biggest problem is that like you said the apps that people use are either really old and they hardly work on windows tablets um, or what they're seeing nowadays is a lot of companies coming out with things that are iOS specific. So that's the biggest challenge is actually being able to use the apps because people are sort of putting them, they're going from just windows now to just iOS, um, which makes it really difficult. Yeah.
1: So
4: did any of you guys see the Firefox OS or the HP Android tablet? The slate?
1: I heard about the stories with that HP thing and it it sort of made me cringe a little bit because they look like they're underwhelming on the hardware side on the HP tablets.
0: They look really junky.
1: You know, and who's gonna buy that when you can I mean heck you can get a Kindle Fire.
0: Is that the same? Kindle Fire
1: HD, whatever (laughs) they're called now. You know what I mean?
4: Is that the same price point you (laughs) think?
1: No, I think the HP was what 170 something like that. Mm. So I mean, it's for thirty bucks
0: more, you get a, a much better Nexus Seven or Kindle Fire.
1: Yeah, it's what, what were they thinking? You know, somebody had when I first saw the story, it was someone shared it with me on uh, Google Plus, and they were like a little too late, you know. And I, I wanted to give them a chance and said, okay, well let me read this thing first. And yeah, they too late. <laughs>
2: Is yeah. there a release date for this thing, or is it just was <laughs> it just shown off?
1: I mean, it, it's they say, look what we can do. You know, they made some glorified coasters. I guess I don't know.
2: Aren't we expecting a new Nexus Seven probably in, uh, at Google I/O?
1: Yeah, more than likely.
2: So I mean, they're already going to be behind on the on the um, on the hardware side, and then Google's probably going to match the same price point they have for the original Nexus Seven. So it kind of seems like a non-starter to me.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. What's the big app thing they have that has a printing app on it? That's their differentiator.
1: What do you do? Wow. <laughs> that doesn't
0: sound very. You sold me. <laughs> yeah. I'll take two. I mean, if you're, if you're going to have a tablet, like right, Shouldn't we even be moving toward more paperless solutions? If we're going to be everybody's going to have a ta if you're going to sell a hundred seventy-dollar tablet, you should be trying to get rid of the need to print out stuff. I agree Not as much as possible.
4: Well, what? Are you, yeah, what are you printing?
0: Like, you can't just
4: email. Oh, you'd that be surprised sure. about of. Well, that yeah, much I get offices like
0: offices can just waste for no good reason.
4: No, I know. I'm I'm doing. I'm switching us over to QuickBooks from this old DOS stuff, and like we're going through physical files and throwing out. Like we have. Boxes full of just tra- of paper, you know, just printed out invoices and and statement and just all this random trash. It's it's mm-hmm. pointless. But I mean, I get they didn't have the system back then. But nowadays, yeah, there's no excuse for it.
2: It's I, I don't HP. see a problem with giving consumers choice, but making that your differentiator is <laughs> is ridiculous.
0: It's not for consumers; it's for businesses. Yeah, we're rush out and get oh you what
2: know, it's all the same nowadays. Honestly, a lot of it is the same. It's because everything's moving more towards bring your own device. So you have to hit both markets a little bit.
0: You're right, but that's I'm just saying that's what HP is thinking.
1: Problem is it's it's gonna be a slower device. It's off it just doesn't look good. You know, wow. I, I I I think they're screwed. Hey Eric I don't know,
4: I don't know. Let's uh, let's move on and tell us you wrote something about putting Ubuntu Touch on your Nexus Four. The preview there.
2: Yes, I I sacrificed my Nexus Four for an afternoon, and it turns out that my uh, my uh, an Android backup was corrupted. So that hmm. was fun.
4: Can you get um, out of the highway and then tell us about this?
2: I'm <laughs> not on the highway, man. It's just windy.
4: Oh, sounds like you're in the middle of a road. <laughs> Should Road. I give a weather report? <laughs> Could you, on location,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, weather on the eighth. Um, no, so so basically, uh, you guys probably heard that the Ubuntu Touch developer preview came out, um, and they've actually made it really, really surprisingly simple to load it onto either a Galaxy Nexus, Nexus Four, Seven, or Ten. So I threw that on my Nexus Four and uh there's i honestly there's really not much to do there it's the way i put it in my article on a new dom on a gnu domain.net however you want to pronounce it is that it's sort of like walking into a model home where everything's set up but it's it's very much on the surface you can't do much with it um but it's neat to sort of play around in and uh, and check out
4: there's potential there or is this just something to tinker around with so,
2: well, ecosystem-wise, I think it remains to be seen. Um, they are supposedly, supposedly, the, they're they're going to be releasing more tools that will make it really simple to um, to add the ability for an app that runs in regular Ubuntu to run in the Ubuntu Touch. So that that remains to be seen. But as as far as the actual operating system, this this is the most beautiful. Mobile operating system that i've used it's it's nicer than iOS, nicer than Android, nicer than Windows phone in my opinion. it just looks it looks and feels great. I like the way that the way that they put this thing together
1: so you don't have any issues with the unity launch or anything like that as far as the sensitivity, but then again it is a developer preview, so it could be a little wonky right
2: yeah well, the sensitivity was weird, but those i wasn't really. Yeah, like you said, it's a developer preview. I'm sort of giving it. I'm cutting it some slack, but just yeah. the the layout, how things look like they will, you know, actually work once they tweak things. I think they uh, they did a really good job on this.
1: You know, I don't know that personally, personally, I just but... don't. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Me, per- me personally, I just don't think it's um going to be viable on a on a cell phone, smartphone, or whatever. Because it's such a small screen, and you add this Unity launcher in it, um, I just don't know how people with large hands will be able to deal with it. Now, as far as a tablet, I could see it being okay, you know.
2: Well, Unity isn't there all the time. You have to you have to sort of like pull it from the from the uh, side of the screen. So mm-hmm. you have a, and I, I threw some screenshots in, and I I did a screenshot of what it looks like with the Unity launcher uh, visible. Um, right. It it doesn't it's it's non-intrusive. I've actually been messing around with a with an Android app that adds a Unity launcher, and I mm. really like it. Um, uh, overall, I mean it, the whole the actual launcher itself, um, I think it's actually a good idea, and I I might keep it on the Android side too.
1: I was gonna try it myself on the on the Nexus 7 here, but I can't get um, I can't get Carbon to to run on it so I can do a backup to the computer. And, um, heck, I've even just tried using the Galaxy, not the Galaxy Nexus, but the Nexus 7 toolkit and try to run a backup to my computer, and that's not even working. And I got all the drivers and stuff, but I wanted to to try to play around with it and see what it's like. And, you know, like we said earlier, we know it's going to be a little clunky here and there on some of the things because it's a developer preview, you know. But, like, a question for you, Eric, is were you able to get in and, like, change... Some of the settings at all? Could you get in like change the dates and and stuff like that? Because it's not on any cellular networks; it's all Wi-Fi, right?
2: Yeah, I I, I was messing around in some of the settings. Um, I probably didn't try like I wasn't trying super hard because I knew it wasn't going to be my daily driver. Um, yeah. But most of the stuff was like if if you look at the screenshots, like there's a I forget what they call it but it is sort of like, like a conversation stream, and it shows missed calls, text messages, chats, etc. All that stuff was, was like preloaded into the developer preview. So a lot right. of this stuff, unless you were a developer going in, modifying the code, and then flashing it to your device, um, most, of, most everything is just going to be hard-coded and isn't going to work.
1: Yeah, Jordan Keys were saying that like, his call log had a bunch of developers' names in it. Like you call. Yeah,
2: them. it's. That's like the model home aspect, right? I mean, you have pictures yeah. of. You know, it's like walking in. You have pictures of weird families and Labradors and you know things you don't know. You know, Eric, I
3: um, I did a fair amount of. I wrote an article for Tech Page One. It's not up yet, but on the, on the Ubuntu smartphone. Yeah, you know, I know. I know you. This is the tablet thing you're looking
2: at, right?
1: Well, this is. It's actually to be the unified. same for both now.
2: What's that? It's going to be the same for for both. Uh, oh, is, for it, is, is it the exact or, same thing yeah. for both? Yep.
3: Uh, let's see. that. I mean, I guess that's okay. Um, I mean, here's my deal with this. I mean, I, I think it's got a couple interesting features. Like, I think that interesting feature where you swipe to the side and it's got. I think the idea of all swipe is semi interesting, right? Where you swipe from the left and it brings in your use your regular apps. Your ten most used apps that you pick there. You know, I mean, I think that's interesting. Google has the same thing just on the bottom with its five, right, or whatever. But I think it's interesting with ten on the side. Uh, I think swiping up from the bottom is interesting because it gives you your like settings. And um, on the right, I'm not 100 percent sure what that does, but I think that's interesting too. I forget what the right. The right. I think the right is just swiping through screens. And then from the top down, um, you get to. Um, your settings, right? And I think there's some interesting features where you can choose all of your different settings. You can adjust your settings just from the home screen. I think that's really interesting. Um, So I think that it has some interesting stuff, but I don't think that it... um... (laughs) Sorry, the chat is making me chuckle. Um, um, I think that... um, I don't see how this is going to be appealing to anybody. I cannot see anybody saying, you know what I need right now? I need Linux on my smartphone, or I need, I really, my smartphone is too easy. I need to make it even more confusing by trying to get Linux on there. Um,
1: or what I really need this is, is, like which is one of their main selling points. Stuff.
3: Well, what I was saying is, what, what, I don't know one's going to say. What I really need is a full Linux computer on my smartphone. I think Motorola tried that, and it didn't work. And this is not going to make it work any better. Um, you know, plug in a keyboard and a monitor and now you have a full Linux computer on your smartphone. No one cares about that, honestly. We have tablets now and we have Ultrabooks and that's what people want. People don't want to plug their smartphone in and have it be their computer. I mean, I don't think they do at
2: least.
3: Maybe It's in 10 important years, to note that
2: will. Canonical had two different things going for Ubuntu on mobile. The, like last year, we talked about them working with a lot of the developers who were already doing like the full Linux on your phone. And trying to, it, it seemed, um, create sort of like a baseline or, you know, bring all these disparate projects together and get them all on the same page. That's one thing. This is a, this is a complete, this is an operating system designed for mobile. It's not Ubuntu that they've, you know, just shoehorned into the phone. When you're using it, if you didn't know what Ubuntu for desktop was, I mean, kind of, but they say it's like,
3: they say, but in their advertising, they say it's things like, it's your complete Ubuntu desktop on your smartphone. And they use things like, you know, one experience across three or across your different, it's like windows or they, you know, they use something like that. Right. So all that changes is a little bit of the UI and then your screen is sort of the way they're selling this. And I think that's just wrong. I don't think people want that. And, number, and I don't think they want it from Linux. I mean, honestly, well, I
1: agree. It's, it's probably going to be a hard sell for the average consumer.
3: No one's going to buy this. No one, because already there, people are already invested in Android and in uh, iTunes, I mean, in Apple and maybe Microsoft and then maybe maybe Rim. Right, and the, but even Rim is going to fail. I don't understand how Linux thinks they have a shot, or Firefox for that matter. So you're saying there's when, really
4: just not room for more no, than no. I don't or... think there's room
3: for anybody. I don't <laughs> care how good they are right now. I mean, I think micro. I think there might be room for Microsoft, maybe, and that's Microsoft with all the money they're they're buying developers, they're paying developers, they're basically and so was Rim. They're basically bribing developers to make apps for their phones so that people will maybe buy their phones someday because they have a few of the apps that people want, right? or they have a few of the music and videos people want. And Microsoft is, like, throwing their entire way of their company behind it and barely scraping by. And I don't see how Linux has a chance. Because people, Microsoft has the name recognition. They have people who are interested in it. They have businesses who are interested in it. They want to use Windows. They want to use Microsoft. No one wants to use Linux other than a very random, select few, really high-tech people. And that's, like, one one millionth of the actual population of people who buy stuff. Yeah.
2: Can we just throw out there before we get, like, harassed on Google+, Plus that Android does run the Linux kernel. Uh,
3: I know so. it does. I know it does.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Did you say but no one wants Ubuntu?
3: Yeah, but, no, yeah, maybe I should say Ubuntu. Okay, that's a better point. I know it runs, but it also runs It runs the Linux kernel, but it runs the um, the Java, right? Doesn't it run Java? Dalvik. It, it has a Java
0: uh, The Java engine? Android runs the Dalvik, uh, Dalvik. Yeah, right, TV. the Dalvik Java engine or whatever. So...
3: I mean, I don't understand. I don't think there's any room for it. I don't think they need to
2: sell phones with this on it already. I think they could probably just target the Nexus line because of its openness. No, but they want to. They want to sell phones. They see this as being, like, the
3: cheap option. Like, they think that this is going to be, in the third world, this is going to be far more, they say, beautiful and simple and whatever than Android. And I think that's just ridiculous. Yeah, they probably just felt (laughs) I think that's ridiculous. I think they have no chance. I mean, I think I think great. I like Linux. I like Torvis. You know I mean I think I like open source. I think this Torvus? doesn't have a chance. Whatever Torvis. What's this guy's Torvaldi? name? Linux Torvald or whatever. Torvald. Linux <laughs> <Linus, Torvald. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name. I <laughs> programmer.
2: I dabble. I'm not a Linux guy. Steph, you can I will tell say I, when, I think it's a good
3: affiliate to market,
0: out. But I think they're going after their customer base, whoever big it is, and they probably got to take a shot to see if they can hold on to their customers.
4: All right. Well, let's move on. Speaking of building on the Nexus line. now that's it. We're done talking about this. I Did, love talking about this. I want to talk about <laughs> this instead. This is cool. It's called the Pony Express. <laughs> Have you guys seen this? I like this because I'm a fan of Backtrack and a netbook with a good uh, network card in it. But this is what I've kind of – been looking for is that like backtrack on a tablet but this is done by a uh, Pony Express. It's a Nexus 7 with a full hacking toolkit built on a skin or as a skin on it. Uh they're going to do an official unveiling and a release of the tablet at RSA uh this week. Is RSA this week when did this come out? The 25th. Yeah, this week. Sweet. Yeah. Always cool cool hacks come out of RSA. <laughs> Uh and Matt
2: Matt, let me stop you right there. What? We all know that nobody wants Linux on their tablet.
4: Yeah, so except for no a select background. a select few really nerdy people. I mean, <laughs> but Liner, this is gonna Liner, be Liner, Torvus, like eight eight hundred dollars for the full like antenna plug and then the, the seven running the, the Whoa, skin on it.
2: Dollars?
4: It's seven ninety five, yeah. And they're oh going to release God. the source code probably for so if you don't want to you can just kind of build your own. Uh, they've solved the main issue of Android versions not directly being able to support packet injection by developing an external adapter. Voila, problem solved, <laughs> and that'll do uh, all the all the work of that. Uh, it also support or it also increases the range ten times more than uh, just hacking the the chip itself. So having that extra antenna there. Uh, Having solved that major problem of getting network hacking fully running on Android, they've been able to port over most of it, if not all, the other hacking tools needed to get up and running from Linux systems. Huh, interesting.
0: I'm glad they spent so much time on such a worthy endeavor. This is cool. I don't know.
4: I like it. I think it's cool. It's mobile pen testing. Why wouldn't you just hack from a computer?
3: Because you just want to carry around just your tablet. You want
0: Linux on their tablets, Seth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but why wouldn't you just buy like a laptop and hack on that with an actual keyboard and stuff?
1: Oh, have, you guys, the same have, people have you guys seen that phones? website where because it's called it's cool. like
3: hacking or whatever like that? I don't know what it's called, but you start typing your computer and like the green code comes down. It's hilarious. So the Matrix. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but it's something like that. Because you know, it's like in TV programs, it's like. You know, there's like, they have like four people at the same keyboard typing as fast as they can, fighting the hackers. You know what I mean? Oh, You know what I mean? And it's like the same sort of thing. You go to this website, you start doing that. And it looks like co- you type typing in code. Wow. Anyway, and
0: that's what you think all hackers are? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. Or how about when people guess their passwords, and they're like, I was hacked. And you're like, someone just guessed your password, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh if
4: anything, you were socially engineered, but that's different. Yeah, exactly. This hacked. is, I don't know, it's cool. It's a cool little war driving plus toy, you know. It, it looks
3: fun. I'm totally going to get hacked. I, I want one of these. <laughs> yep. I apologize to anyone out there who's actual Linux user. <laughs> Please direct
4: your DDoS to Seth personally yeah. and not the attack of the androids website. <laughs> what,
3: what's the name of the university off. you're at, my Seth? Hat's, my hat's <laughs> off to all real. Wait, Linux don't answer users. that
4: because it'll be posted soon enough. No
3: worries. I I give you <laughs> props.
4: Uh, So they they hope, Pony Express hopes that this will be popular with security experts, IT, and other pros who need the latest and greatest in security tech with portability. Uh, Quote, it's easier to use, more portable, and frankly, just slicker than doing this with a laptop. Our customers are geeks, and they love the latest stuff. That's why, Seth. Because our customers are geeks, and they love to hack from their tablets. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was cool. I want one. That was off of OMG Droid. Uh, all right. Before I mean, we... These are the
1: same people that wants the RDP clients, you know, while they're walking around Enterprise to jump into a, 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 a VNC farm, I mean a <laughs> VM farm, you know. It's the same people.
4: It's good stuff. Before we do app picks, this was kind of interesting. I kept seeing this article pop up uh, all over uh, the tech news sites, this one particular on ZDNet. About Google and uh, its partners, why they should be worried about Samsung's Android dominance. And I thought, I mean, isn't Google happy as long as people are using Android? Even with Amazon's Frankenstein Android version for the Kindle, like the Kindle Fire, weren't, oh. wasn't Google still just like, whatever, it's more people... <laughs> Using the internet, we win that way. It's more people using Android, we win that way. Like, Why well, what do the, they care?
3: What the journal says is that Samsung demands some of their ad revenue, like 10% right now. They're because
4: right now. they're such a big player, yeah, they can throw their weight them. around. Why is, yeah. does Google even care about that, though? Why wouldn't they just be uh, like, um, no? Because
3: then they would switch, they would use, they would, they would I mean, lose si- Android, Sam, would they? Samsung could, no, they could just break off of their own... Their own version of Android, right? Because Android's open source, just like Apple, just like Amazon's doing. And they could put Bing on it, right? Mm. And sa- and then Microsoft pays them fifty percent of their ad revenue, and then Google is out billions of dollars, right? I mean, why couldn't they do that? It'd be easy. Well,
4: that's an interesting point.
3: Would they do that? Right. Would Google then? How would they retaliate? And Google some couldn't do anything. Other? What could Google do? Android's open source. That's the only reason all the patents and stuff work. Oh, right. That's the only reason they even have a shot with the Java, whatever Dalvik engine and stuff like that. Because it's all supposed to be. Well, open source. they could.
2: I think they could prevent them access to the Play Store. They could, they could. tell them. Yeah, oh, like I don't. I don't know that they would be able to call it Android. Would they?
0: No. no, not the, Play,
3: so,
2: no not yeah. to the Play Store.
3: No, you're right. And they could stop them from getting like Google Gmail and stuff like that. You're right. They could you stop know, the Google the, apps.
0: They'll work it out. I think these articles are just tech people loving to create wars between companies. Right. And Google's largest strategy is really to keep iOS at bay because of how closed iOS is. Right. Um, and they'll work it out. So but I, I do. Sorry, Shane. You go ahead. I was I mean, I'm sure Google is not like nonchalant about the whole thing, but there's not panic in in uh, Google's headquarters. But I do think that it's. I think. I mean, at first.
3: Motorola was seemed like it was purely a patent purchase, but I think now, the more that this is all sort of coming out, more, the Motorola purchase actually may be a lot smarter than any of us realized at the time, to give Google sort of a branch to start creating their own hardware. You know, because Microsoft is trying to do this now with the Surface, right? But they don't have sort of the stuff in place. But as Motorola has everything in place already, Google just now has to sort of make it their own. And I think that... Uh, I think that this—that was actually a smarter purchase, than at least I realized at the time, to give them an an opportunity and outlet to create their own hardware, to compete with something like Samsung, or at least keep Samsung a little more, a little more in their place.
1: Keep them honest. Yeah,
3: yeah. but actually, was, I agree with you one hundred percent. It's overblown.
0: And honestly, at the end of the day, it's just phones. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just phones.
4: <laughs> it's nothing to get upset about. It's just phones. Uh, so, did you guys want to talk about the pad phones or anything like that before we do some app picks? We got a little time left. No, no don't they care. Never taken off. <laughs> no,
3: it's boring. Yeah,
4: blah. Seth uh, has spoken.
3: They're boring.
0: FTC crack. <laughs> you,
4: you want to talk about FTC cracking down carriers and manufacturers for unpatched Android versions? That sounds kind of like a good thing, right? I, don't
2: know. I thought it sounds it like was a government uh, overreach to me. What, Eric? I I thought it was rather interesting because we hadn't heard any of the actual fallout from the whole Carrier IQ, you know, scandal, and this seems this seems to be like one of the direct results of that uh, that whole thing blowing up. Was it like a year and a half ago? So, yeah, it was. Right.
4: It was a while ago. That was yeah. when we first started so, the show. So yeah.
2: So it, what basically what the what the FTC said is that. Um, HTC has to, and it's all very vague language, so it'll be interesting to see how much of this actually happens and what it looks like at the end. But HTC has to come up with a, with like a, a holistic approach to these security patches. Um, the FTC says that they're not allowed to um, falsely advertise the security of their platform if they're um, because they're not taking you know a good approach to keeping things patched. And it was specifically looking at the carrier IQ, as well as um, the HTC had their own version of that, sort of like the on-the-phone troubleshooting tool, right, um, right. which also. What's that? Oh,
4: I said, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. So it it and the problem was is that both of those um, gave, I believe, elevated rights um, or uh, installed apps without the customer knowing it. Um, So what the whole article is about is that uh, the FTC supposedly might start also looking at um, how the manufacturers and, uh, and wireless carriers keep Android patched and might come after other companies for the same thing. I
4: think I would also like to just point out that in this article it says that last year the first Android botnet was discovered on the internet according to Cisco and I just want to point out that I called that a long long time ago when I was like this is going to be trouble guess what it's right, trouble put, put it on the board
0: I know I'm Matt just saying
4: one. Just that's one <laughs> just saying <laughs> it's uh, HTC's uh, fault
0: <laughs> why is the government getting involved in patch management and why is it targeting Android when we don't even know what exploits exist in iOS because it's closed? Closed. You do if you're on
4: the hacker underground trying to purchase them. Well, I'm just saying well, that's, why, FTC... that's
2: why this wasn't targeting Android specifically. This was targeting the HTC. HTC for using Carrier IQ and their own proprietary stuff which purposely not per, maybe not purposely but which resulted in the You know, in a huge security hole, and the leak... Was it a leak of customer data, or was it just the potential to leak customer data?
0: I don't think think anything ever happened. It was a lot of supposition.
4: Personal data leaked customers' privacy. They failed to protect their privacy.
0: Our poor privacy.
2: I would say regardless whether the FTC should be getting involved, a good result of this might be, you know these carriers and the manufacturers maybe taking a little bit more notice of, you know, security patches and trying to keep things, you know,
4: patched. And, I mean, when the guy from the ACLU says this is probably the most interesting FTC case to come out in the last couple of years, you better pay attention. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. They'll have to patch all the social engineering uh, holes then. (laughs) Because that'll be possible. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> All right, well, let's do some app picks and wrap this thing up. Uh, Eric, since you're outside in the freeway, you can go first.
2: <laughs> well, Matt, it's beautiful out here in sunny Manila. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what my app pick was. Uh, it was it Dash Clock. Dash Clock, that's right. So if you're on Android 4.2 or above, there's there's a new feature, I think it's called like Daydream or something like that. It's the... You know, when when you have the lock screen up and you can have all these different widgets on there, um, Dash Clock is a free and uh, open source um, widget uh, widget for the for Daydream mode. And what's really cool is that it's also um, because it's open source, uh, they've they've even targeted um, you know the ability to build extensions for it. So if if there's something that's not built in to Dash Clock. If you just search the Play Store, somebody probably made an extension that you can install that does what you want. So you can use it to display time, weather, uh, text messages, your um, Google Voice messages. Uh, you can do, like, music uh, management. Um, like, where you would normally have all these different widgets and things doing uh, doing all that stuff, you can do it all through one. And uh, it's free. and It's open source, so Seth likes it. Um, it's nice.
3: <laughs> Very cool. Dash Doesn't it bring you that poor Linux crap to it, does it?
2: <laughs> I don't like any like weak stuff. Get that damn Linux
4: crap <laughs> off of my Get
2: Android. Linux crap off my phone. <laughs> there's actually, there's an extension where you can kick a penguin. It's quite
0: horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: Linus Torvolson guy. Does it
0: work with TouchWiz? <laughs> <laughs> Moto
4: Blur Sense and TouchWiz compatible. Awesome. All I right.
0: You're
2: it to Ubuntu.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: Seth, give us a Linux hating app pick.
3: All right. Mine is called Knots3D. It was, uh, you know, I think last week or a couple weeks ago, I gave my app pick about being that. Sale app, remember? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So I was on, this was on sale a couple days ago. Maybe it's on sale right now, still. I don't know, um, but um, it's like the best rated knot tying app. I do a fair amount of camping, backpacking. I guess I haven't for a little bit, but I used to do a ton of it, um, and uh, and I've always like been terrible at tying knots. And so this is like a pretty sweet app that like takes you step by step how to tie knots, and sort of like videos and three D and if you ever want to learn how to tie knots, it's pretty amazing. So, Does
1: if you're this a serial include killer. Nickties? Get this
4: app. <laughs>
3: What's that? What did Eric
4: say? He said, "If you're a serial killer, get this app." And and <laughs> exactly. asks
0: if you, yeah, do you do. you keep a shovel and a bag of lime in your uh, trunk? Lie.
3: Some duct tape. Yeah. No. Um, that would be good if you taught for, you how
1: to um, tie ties, right, Aunt? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Does it work for neck ties?
3: I don't know. I've got it pulled up right here. You can see.
4: Can you search necktie and or hangman's noose?
3: No. I'm sorry, guys. This is what I got. I got. Columbia. It's good for boating, <laughs> camping, climbing, decorative, or maybe decorative, <laughs> fire rescue, first aid, fishing, miscellaneous, pioneering. Huh.
4: So you could tie scout. flies? Does it teach you how to tie flies for fishing or
1: what?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. About, <laughs> probably not flies. Flies Tough are way more enough. complicated. It might have a basic fly knot. Huh. Um but fly tying, you gotta like you gotta get the right feathers and the right hooks. And that's oh yeah,
4: healthy. oh yeah.
3: I don't see um, I don't see uh, I don't see a, a tie. Mean a tie. <laughs> what about a bow tie? Look or...
4: under B for bow tie.
3: <laughs> yeah, they got all sorts of fishing knots. But these are just like they got like their pollen knot. This is what I usually use for my three ninety nine pollen knot. They got they have basic they have basic. They got like the fisherman's knot and then the blood knot. I don't even know what the blood knot is. But the Rapala Knot is what I always use for my fishing. It's also known as the tourniquet. See, here we go. <laughs> see how that works? So you see, It does that, and then you can like, adjust it and how fast it goes and move it up and down in nice. 3D. and That's pretty anyways. cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm
2: loving it.
4: Seth says he's loving it.
2: All right. Go for three ninety nine. You can make the voices
4: stop. I was, Is
2: it, was it three
3: ninety
4: nine? dollars 99 I was
2: cost? totally
3: kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's
1: $0.99. Cents. I just looked.
2: Oh, yeah, it's on sale still, I think. Mean. It was three
3: ninety nine, but now it's $0.99 so on sale.
4: So. All right.
1: Seth, or the
4: Shane, what's your name? Shane, give us an Shane. app pick. Seth, Shane. <laughs> yeah,
0: so a couple of weeks ago, I did the app pick of Stitcher, and the one thing I pointed out was they had done a completely new uh, app from the ground up. Um, and that's becoming more and more common. And the latest app to have this done is Plex, which if anybody runs a home server, uh, probably use Plex to as- access their content on any of their devices. They have a completely new version, uh, again, built from the ground up. Uh, it's, right now it's you have to have a Plex Pass, which I can't remember how much that is a, per year. Um, but if you have Plex for Plex Pass, uh, you can download uh, the uh, beta version of Plex, and they totally redid the UI, they totally redid the encoding. Um, it looks to be pretty promising as a, a media player. Uh, Plex is, uh, I always have found issues with Plex on Android here and there, and it just, there's always a few things here and there that make it not work for me. Uh, but so far, the new version. Uh, seems to be pretty good, and it said it's been built up from the ground up, and it's very you know modern Android uh, oriented. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it'll even work under anything for 3.2 and below. I think it's uh, basically Ice Cream Sandwich and up. And so um, check it out. It's on the Play Store as Plex for Plex Pass, and you need to uh, pay for uh, Plex Pass. Once they're done with it through the beta, it will be just a normal update to the regular app. But for now, if you want to check it out early, you got to pay for it. So,
1: that's it. I will be waiting, because I've already paid for it once. <laughs> you know, I bought it when it was the original Plex, you know, a year or two ago. And if they're going to let me get a free upgrade, yeah, I'll wait.
0: Yeah, I was just—I already had a Plex Pass for some other reason. I can't remember why now. So. Right on. And app
1: pick. Mine is called MyScript Calculator. I don't necessarily need this app, but um, came across it in social media, and it's really, really nice calculator. I recommend if you have a larger phone, like a Note, or even uh, a tablet, it's pretty neat because it's a handwritten calculator. It's not just your regular five times six kind of thing. You can put in, you know, trigonomi- trigonometry stuff as well. and cosines and tangents and all of that and it recognizes your handwriting or you can use a stylus and it's fairly intuitive you know if you want to write out a specific um algebraic problem tell it to find x it'll find x for you you know it's it's pretty straightforward to use and and seems fairly lightweight on the uh, nexus 7 but it's my script calculator and it's free
4: nice all right, I got something. I've I've been using Miso dot com to like keep track of stuff I watch, and then I noticed IMDb like lets you check in to stuff that you're watching now, and so I've I've still kind of just been using Miso, but I think I'm gonna switch to this. I just uh found this. It's kind of cool. It's called Series Guide, and basically like you open it up, and then if you guys are watching here, you can see it's nice for the tablet, and you can add shows. Like you just hit add show and then it's got a bunch of just shows and you can like go through the list and then just hit add or whatever. And so it's it's good for like people like me who just watch random stuff at random times like never when they air unless I'm you know waiting on on ILT for it to be uploaded so I can watch it. But so <laughs> this, like, lets you keep track of what episode you're on of what season. So if you burn through a bunch of episodes of, like, House of Cards or Breaking Bad or Dexter or whatever, uh, you'll know where to where to pick up at. And so you can easily, like, if you select one of the shows, it's it's really pretty. Like, I'm, I'm really impressed with this the more I use it. And it's nice and fast. And so instead of going through each one and saying, you know, I've watched this, I've watched this, you can just hit the thing and say watched all. And so it'll just say, okay, you've watched all those. And so you can go through really quickly and, and add all of the, all of the stuff that you've watched. And And this is
1: strictly for tracking or is this for tracking and discovery?
4: It's both tracking, discovery, uh, sharing and extra information as a second screen while you're watching the shows. Uh, Uh and I believe I'm not, I just started using it, but I believe it'll give you notifications when new stuff. So like, when, I'm, when I get home, you know, I'll go through the latest two pages on ILT and see what's come out lately. But this will let you know, like, hey, this airs on this day so you can know to watch for it. Or like when the new South Park season starts. I always watch that every Wednesday. So it'll let me know when, when that's finally starting so I don't have to keep checking. So that's, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. I think I'm going to start using this and seeing how it works. Because Mizo like, hasn't been updated in like three years. <laughs> it's it's pretty sad and there's a bunch of broken stuff on it. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this will be a lot better and you can make lists and, and all that. So it's called... 6,000
1: s- downloads. Yeah, installing it's, this now, brother.
4: Yeah, it's called Series Guide. So check it out. It's... it's I don't know. I, I like it. It's It looks really pretty and they did like a nice a nice layout with your your lists over here and everything and options and upcoming and all that cool stuff so there you go all right anything else we want to get to everyone's articles on a new domain.net and tech page 1 the Dell site uh Shane anything else you want to mention plug
0: uh no I just want to say once again that no one wants to touch us.
4: There you go. Seth, rebuttal or plug.
1: All right, Ant? Um, continue to find me on the new domain.net and com and tech page one and smartphone photography and YATS.
4: That's right. Yeah, it's tomorrow smartphone photographer hangout on Thursday. So check yep. out the communities on Google Plus for all of our shows. That's where we're all the most active because Ant's not on Facebook. And you can follow the Twitter and the Facebook page and make sure you're subscribed in iTunes. Leave us a review. We appreciate that. Leave a message, four zero six two zero four four six eight seven, and email where, Eric?
2: Show at attackoftheandroids.com. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. Go back to your house, Eric. That sounds terrible.
3: There wasn't a dot .Linux in there, was there? So. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> completely right, not. Short, yeah, speaking, speaking of
2: Linux... I need to. I'm gonna make a plug here because Ant and I are uh, are doing this thing, a new website. It's uh, a net Basically, it's all about Linux and all the stuff that Seth hates. So we started doing that. Um, the I URL need is to never kind write of for that kind of site. <laughs> So you should follow us on Google Plus. We'll post when we when we uh, have new items. And that's where you can see my uh Ubuntu Touch preview thing that I wrote yep. with all the screenshots.
4: Very and cool. Sir. A GNU domain. I like that. Alright, well and then check out uh we also, me and my friend Kevin have a new podcast website. It's called the Simulate, if you're into like biotech and Higher elevated thoughts and whatnot. I, I can't even begin to explain it. Just go to simulate.com. S-I-M-U-L-E-T. Wait, is this about the singularity? Kinda. Kinda. Eventually. But che- I like it. Check out simulate.com and we do a podcast called The Techno Optimist. So you can check out the first episode is up over there. We'll be doing those every Saturday. So check that out. And thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> It's Attack of the Androids. It's Attack of the Androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com